I'm Charlie DeSailor. I'm Ben Carter. I run hip-hop by the numbers on Twitter. We use hip-hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. And I'm director of the Fifth Element. We'll highlight Fifth Element hip-hop with knowledge. And welcome to Digging Digits. Got a feeling that this app's gonna be a bloodbomb. <laughs> that this app's gonna be a bloodbomb. That this app's gonna be a bloody bloodbomb. Blood feeling. It's gonna be good app, is it? Why didn't you let me? I want to do the intro this. I wanted to go. I wanted to go. I met Charlie down at the disco. He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go." But Charlie was just like. No, we're never speaking about my humps ever again. But fuck, am I going to bring it up in this episode, bro? That is a yeah. That is a track that should not be named by me ever because oh, it's just it, it's, it's it's painful on so many levels. It's painful. So, but we get to that <laughs> when we get to that. Uh, Hi Ben, how's your week been? What have you been listening to this week? I've had a terrible week, and uh, it's only partly due to the Black Eyed Peas. But um, it's been a, it's been a fucking <laughs> It's been a fucking rough week, man. Um, I'll run through what I listened to quickly uh, because we have we have such a, a pressing episode to get to. Uh, best to worst, Kid Trunks, Moon. I won't say too much about this. I just really enjoyed this. Uh, it's quite melodic and not a lot of rapping, but uh, some really great soundscapes in there. I really enjoyed it. Quite rock influenced as well. So I really enjoyed that project. August Alcina, the product three. Uh, August Alcina, man, hasn't been around in a while, has been, uh, I think he suffered from exhaustion at one point. Uh, there's 90 minutes on this tape, man. It's like 27 songs. It's a 27 pack. But it's a really good thing. I really enjoyed the album. It's definitely going to come, I'm going to come back to it again and again, I think. Uh, and I, I feel it like the Tame Impala album, like you can just put it on in different settings and it just feels good. Um, and I will say this, if you're engaging in intimate activities, then this album will soundtrack that nicely. So just, you know, just keep that in the back of your head for the next time you're in that situation. Buju Banton, Upside Down, 2020. Very good album. Another very good album. Uh, a lot of respect for, for Buju. And the final track is a final or first track. Because I put Unity on my playlist. I think maybe Unity is the first track and I put it on as the last. So I fucking love that song, man. It's a great song. If you're not going to listen to the whole album, just check that that track out. Uh, Mr. Motherfucking Exquire, Confessions of a Sex Addict. Now, I listened to this straight after I listened to the Mike album. And uh, this is just better in every way. Uh, I think it's uh, it's enjoyable, man. The, the lyrical content is very interesting. Um, it's not misogynistic, but it does delve into that bag a little bit. So it's it's interesting to take a step back and just have a look at someone who's actually trying to, I don't know, talk about that in a different kind of way. Talk about that in a more, I'm in it, but I'm also not in it kind of way. Uh, that's just what I gleaned from the tape. I could be wrong, but I, I found that interesting. Uh, Black, six-piece, hot EP. Uh, eh, man, this... This is a bit boring because I kind of felt like Black was 
or, or six lakh was uh, one of the most promising artists out. And um, I felt like he was leading the pack, you know, along with Bryson Tiller. But this was middle of the pack music. And I felt like he was getting lost in those beats. He was really drowning in them. And they were just generic loops a lot of the time. If you're going to drop six tracks, they need to be fucking fire. And these weren't, unfortunately. Elephant in the Room was a good track, though. Uh, Way to the World by Mike. Yeah. Didn't enjoy this album. Um, and I expected to. It's just, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like if you're going to go for this lo-fi, kind of off-kilter vibe that Earl Sweatshirt, Rock Marciano, you know, all these artists are doing, you need to, it needs to be tight as fuck. It needs to be a tight concept and it needs to, aesthetically, it needs to be pleasing. And I just felt like his offbeat rapping just annoyed me a lot on this album. I, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it because of that. I, I really expected a little bit more lyrical content and a little Ryan's bit more of, a, of, a, of a, a solid flow, but I, I, just, I could not get into that. But my followers love that album, so I need to go back to it and check it out. Uh, IDK, IDK Friends and Two. Bro, and this Ryan's f- going to pull up on you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Well, a lot of people will, actually. I'm very negative this week, so, you know, if you want to have a crack at me, go for it, man. I'm, I'm open to it. But uh, this one's going to be super negative because IDK's IDK and Friends 2 is garbage. Um, man, he signed to Warner, and it looks like he's decided to go down that, like, early 2000s major label for mid-tier artist route by securing mid-tier beats and a bunch of random features that just outshine him on every song. I don't know why he did this because his last album was a great concept. It was deep and affecting. This is just generic and dull. And I know he's gone for bangers at points, but I didn't even, like even the ASAP Ferg song was just like, and the Denzel Curry song. I was like, this is not that good, man. Like what, what? It just feels weak. So I don't know what he was thinking there. Should have just been a mixtape or I don't know. Even not that. Just keep it in the keep it in the drafts folder. Um, and eighty eight glam new mania. That was just uh, very boring to me. I I won't speak too much on that. I just did not enjoy that album. I don't know if I need repeat listens. I'm not really sure if this is not my vibe. If I'm not in the right headspace for this. But I just uh, yeah I couldn't couldn't get my head around that one. So that was my week. Very negative. What about you, Charlie? <laughs> On the IDK bit, um, wasn't it a soundtrack to something? It is a soundtrack to something, but bro, what the fuck? I don't know what it's a soundtrack to, but it. Come on, man! Like it's got to be better than this. Like we got Black Panther bro, soundtrack. Uh, well, like, come on. Yeah, if I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I was gonna reference. I was like, if that's if that's the case, like you know, Kendrick ain't the you know the even though he's curating it, he's not the the main. Um, well. He's not the main in every single track, you know. I mean, he gives other people space on that front. So I'm wondering if that's the case with it. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, but, that's um, a good point. Yeah, I was just wondering. It's a good but, point. Yeah. It is what it is. If you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. <clears throat> anyway, so I'll go into a few. Uh, a lot of EPs, a couple albums. Uh, starting off with Strello, uh, Cocktail Hour, Solid Chill Hot Record. Um, a lot of uh, collabs with uh, people like Ian Ewing. And uh, Chris Mazuera, it's it's a it's a clean clean twenty one minutes, uh, clean twenty two minutes, very summary. Uh, uh, so it fits fits the fits the vibe. Um, solid solid uh, take a walk kind of album for sure. While I was walking the dog, very nice. Uh, Wale's in perfect storm. Um, I really enjoyed it actually. Very good. Um, the first track was very summary. Um, and most of the lyrical stuff was uh, uh content was um very um obviously 
uh, of the time, especially uh, obviously there was one track where he literally referenced the date and it was like this June or something like that. So, you know, it clearly it was recorded during the Corona, corona months and uh, it really reflects that. And another EP that actually reflects that kind of uh, vibe is uh, Kemba's The World Is Watching. Um, love this guy, honestly. So, the dude just gets so in his bag, like, he gets so deep with it, with the lyrics and, uh, you know, the button, the beat's always, you know, just dingy very just very just hard hitting kind of thing and uh but his lyrics just cut through all of that noise um and uh yeah he's it talks about you know just six million ways to die and it's very poetic and uh yeah it's very of the time uh same same as wale to be honest and um yeah man if you want it's just one of those projects i guess uh just really you know try and reflect how we're all feeling at the moment and uh kemba can really do that at the moment um, that's his whole shtick of just uh, reflecting how he feels. He's really good in that kind of vibe, um, in that kind of mind space. Uh, Rally Richie, Andy, uh, very sad boy <laughs> album. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's one of those it's one of those albums that, that you know have go off on a lot of um, on a lot of tangents, like uh, musically. Um, there's like a lot of uh, live instrumentation. There's a bit of trappies going on sometimes. Uh, you know, it go it goes a lot of places, but most of the time he talks about you know just how he's feeling, a lot of feelings. You know, in the in the Family Guy reference, oh, feelings is kind of like that. Um, it talks about anxiety and all all of that stuff. So, uh, you know, if you really get what he's feeling um, on this particular album, and it's a very solid listen from start to finish. It's very um, he doesn't overstay his welcome on it on any of it. So, uh, and uh, it's very. A little, little bit formulaic, you know. It's just like you know, with the with the hooks and stuff like that. Sometimes it could be a bit, um, I guess, uh, uh, not experimental on the on the hook front. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's a solid album, nevertheless. Uh, Black Six Piece Hot. Um, yeah, after 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 um having the song Problems, um, like was one of his first, probably his most popular single when well for his first album, Free Black, I think it was. Um, I really enjoyed that particular song, that one song, but like. The Atlanta Love Letter album like last year, I, I just could not get into it, and um, you know this is kind of more of the same. I do, I do uh, uh, echo your sentiments about the um, the uh, elephant in the room. Really love that track, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just not it. Like the, the, his his tone is just so groany. It's like it's like it's like the same as Khalid to be honest. Like they're both so groany. It's like guys, put some. I don't know, put some something in it well, <laughs> elephant in the room what, elephant in the room he actually does a little bit sorry to cut you off but elephant in the room he actually does a bit and then oh well, there like, you go then <laughs> yeah see that's the point like he can do it but then yeah. when he doesn't do it it's like eh. yeah yeah uh. yeah yeah exactly so like you know well it's there mm. I, we've seen it and uh you know the thing with problems i think uh, was the beat to that was just so eerie i really love that but most of the time it's just generic trap beats i'm like guys Go up the game on that front, you know. You yeah. Can't can't have just tr- generic trap beat. Everyone's got those, you know. What I mean, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Ruben Vincent, Boy Meets World. Um, mm. I love this guy. I like uh, it too. Real young buck. I think he's like eighteen years old. Jam the record. Shout out to them. Um, I love Album Mile Road, which is one of his singles. Um, and this whole al- this whole album just has like throwback uh, feel to it, um, as you can imagine with Jam the Records and how and how they do things. Uh, but his lyrical content is just so. Um, just calm and very relaxed um, in terms of his delivery, and he references a lot of uh, old school artists as well. He actually referenced Big L and the Big Picture, which was great. Yeah. Uh, and he references a couple more as well, which is uh, you know, as a, as a guy who's younger than me, 
I highly respect. So a shout out to Ruby Vincent on that front. Buju Benton, uh, Upside Down 2020. Uh, fuck, fuck one song, bro. This whole album slaps to me. Like, there's it, something for everyone in this out al- uh, for this album. And you know, the length is is very long for an album. But for a guy that's been in jail for close to ten years, I'm gonna kind of give, I'm gonna kind of give him a give him a pass in that front. I feel, I'm assuming he has a lot to say. You know, what I mean, it's just like there's a lot of energy uh, coming out of that. But um, yeah, man, it starts out very gospelly. You know, very I'm 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 grateful for having my for being alive kind of thing uh but you know what gets into the middle of the album really gets into his he really gets into his bag in terms of just what who Booge Benton is um you know solid features uh got Pharrell in the Neptune production super clean on that one uh Stefan Don of course can't miss with her um Stefan uh, Stefan Marley as well and uh yeah man it's, it's a solid album very long but it's super solid. I think there's something for everyone on that album. And uh, lastly, the re- the reason why I didn't lo- listen to one of the albums for our topic of this uh, this week uh, is uh, okay. I need to say it's right. Krangbin, Krangbin, K H K H R U A N G B I N, Krangbin. I think I say. I think that's how you say it. Mordecai. Um, yeah, I discovered these. I discovered this uh, second hand off a uh, of a, just a a guy I really um, respect from a musical perspective um, in terms of his opinion and uh, yeah these guys hail from uh, um, Houston and uh, it's just super super vibey man it's like so it's a three piece band uh, got bass got drums guitar um, and the, just, the, just the way they go about it is just super nice it's like got psych elements funk elements real floaty delivery with the vocals at all times oh, it's just so fucking nice like throw this in the whip you will not regret it throw it on the walk you will not regret it throw it on your bed you will not regret it it don't matter where you are it's a solid listen all around and uh yeah and it's one of those um albums where i supremely enjoy the fact that they uh uh gave some um insight on the spotify storylines things that they do sometimes some people do um give a great insight on, on some of the songs and um and uh, just like you know what they were trying to do with this song stuff uh, and stuff like that it re- really is a nice insight and uh yeah so shout to Krangbin, super odd name but <laughs> super fire music not gonna lie not gonna lie not gonna lie speaking of super fire music i'm joking um we are talking about black eyed peas for this particular episode um so i want to say off rip uh ben suggested this as soon as we hopped off oh, the last episode hell, like, bro. Black eyed peas? and i was like yeah, yeah, yeah come on uh, hey, hey! I mean, I mean, oh, you keep one hundred. You were mad excited. On this pod you were mad excited times. about this, and I still am excited. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, I just didn't really know where we were gonna go no, with this, and exactly uh, honestly, like, <laughs> and honestly, um, this is this is gonna be one of those episodes where. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's with our retrospectives and like you know the things that we do for it. Um, it's always for artists that you know we know are legendary for you know whatever reason, right? But for this one, it was a different. There was a different, um, I guess, a uh, question to it. It was just the que- and the question for me personally was like, black eyed peas. Do, do we do we do we mess with black eyed peas? Uh, do, do we do we respect black eyed peas? Do we just <laughs> you know just acknowledge them in any way because like 
like I said to Ben, like uh, at the start of the, like when we began, like you know, just listening back and stuff. I was like, I haven't listened to the first two albums. I I just didn't. I, I just never had a reason to. Um, so that was where I was at at that point. And honestly, it's been it's been a week, and that and listening to those first two albums, uh, like I think in on on Monday or Tuesday, feels like a fucking eon ago. <laughs> and I don't know whether that's because of the music itself. Or because of just the shit that's gone on this week. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure which one influences which. Um, but that is how it is for me personally at the moment. So, uh, yeah, this is... Um, I will... I'm, 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 well, I don't know about Ben. Because I want him to, I, I've told him I want him to keep the same energy that he's been giving me the past few days. Um, so, he might be completely ignorant <laughs> on this one. Oh, yeah. But I personally... I'm going to try and uh, keep it level, mm. but I'm going to get my jokes in. Let's, let's not get it twisted. I'm going to get my jokes in. Um, ben, I have no idea where he's going to go. So uh, <laughs> with that said, in the research corner, we go to Ben. I Open the book. I What have you got? I think it's hilarious that you and I were like, you, you guys should hear our voice messages during the week. It's like, this is such an interest. This is going to be such an interesting episode. I was sitting, I was having breakfast uh, with some friends and I sent Charlie this voice message because we were discussing, should this be a, a two-part episode? Like, there's so much to talk about. And like, uh, the, this is <laughs> this is one of those episodes where the further I dove into oh. it, the more I realized how basic and simple and non-complex this is. Like, at the start, I was like, I don't know where we're going to go with this. This is such a big task. I was even overwhelmed. I text Charlie on Tuesday. I'm like, I'm not even doing hip-hop numbers content because I want to dive into this. And then when I started diving in, I was like, all right, I see the vibes here. <laughs> I know exactly where this shit's going to go. It's going to be a half-hour episode of me just abusing Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> so, so... Just to say... Just to say, I just need to say this. Like, when 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 we did when I when we were you know contemplating doing two part, right? It wasn't because of Black Eyed Peas specifically. I I I was personally asking that question in terms of looking ahead because there are some retrospectives that I'm thinking of, and I'm just like, this will definitely be a two part. So I was like, do we just start with this now? Okay, fair. But yes, yeah. I did. I did ask, should we do two part? <laughs> Yeah, not not required this that week. That is an embarrassing fucking statement to say. Oh not required this gosh. week. Um, not necessary. Not required so, this week. Maybe next week. Yeah, but not this week. So continue. I'm gonna go. We're gonna oh. go. We're gonna go pre Fergie, Fergie, and post Fergie <coughs> on the Black Eyed Peas because they're three distinct eras, oh. three distinct sounds, and uh, we'll we might as well start at the beginning. Now, one thing. To remember before I get deeply into it is, and this is just something I gleaned from the research and the uh, interviews and stuff. Will I am is the default leader of the group, but it isn't by any kind of grand design. He's the most creative and ambitious, and it seems like it inevitably falls upon him to come up with the ideas, uh, set the direction, yeah. and take the meetings and mm. speak in the interviews. He often speaks for the group, yeah. but rarely speaks as the group, meaning. He says how he feels, and it's assumed that the group feels the same, if you may, if that makes sense. Because there's a lot of interviews where there's three of them, and they're just sitting there, and Will I Am will speak, and the others will just nod along. So the group began as uh, At Band Clan, and it consisted of Will I Am, Apple D App, 
are Mookie Mook, which is not Murder Mook, it's Mookie Mook, DJ and DJ Motivate. Now, DJ Motivate was Will Am's mentor and the person who taught him how to produce. Easy E signed this group to Ruthless Records in 1992, and they dropped the single Puddles of H2O. And they had an album, I forget what the album was called, something about grass, but it never actually dropped. And when Easy passed away in 95, the group was dropped. And it was reimagined into the Black Eyed Pods, which became the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, Mookie Mook and DJ Motivate were dropped, and Taboo was brought in. Now, Taboo is interesting. He said in an interview that he was heavily into breakdancing, which is also how Apple was introduced to the genre, because he moved to America age 14 from the Philippines. Now, Apple met Will I Am at high school, because Apple's, Apple's mentor's housemate was Will I Am's uncle. And Taboo met them both at a local night spot where they'd go to dance. And Will I Am would allegedly, and I say allegedly because this was self-reported, he would battle rap and spit freestyles on stage while the other two would dance. So they would all tear the stage up together, right? So, you know, they'd been signed to Ruthless Records, so they'd build up a buzz and a bit of a bidding war ensued between Warner, V2, Sony, and Interscope. Now, Jimmy Iovine was at Interscope, and Will I Am said that he offered them 450k, which is kind of paltry in comparison to what Will I Am said were million dollar deals being offered by the others. But Jimmy told Will I Am that if he signed to another label, they'd expect hits, huge record sales, and you know all the trimmings, like all the popularity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Keep this in mind, by the way, for later. Now, if Black Eyed Peas signed with Jimmy, all they had to do was make music. This is, this is verbatim. This is not me making this shit up. This is what Will I Am said. I think it was on The Voice or some garbage, one of those garbage shows that they were on. Um, if So basically, all, no targets, no commercial templates, just make music. And they got signed and we got behind the front and bridging the gap. So that was their story leading up to that. We will talk about their first two albums um charlie i don't know if you want to speak on them first uh musically and just what you thought of them and their direction and etc etc yeah so i mean they're pretty much like a, a tribal quest they are soul kind of vibe going on yeah, you know yeah, that, yeah. if you know that sound you know that sound yeah, yeah, yeah. uh you know that uh quote-unquote lo-fi thing <laughs> going on uh lyrical content is relatively you know just you know, a little bit woke, you know, 60 on the woke scale maybe, but, you know, it's not exactly, uh, uh, it's, e- it's easy to follow, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy to follow lyrics, you know, it's very calm, um, you know, you, you can jam to it, anyone can jam to it for, like, you know, in, in just hip-hop terms, it's very easy to jam to, it's very easy listening. Not saying that in a negative way, but it is easy to listen to, right? And that's fine, that's cool. Um, it's, it's interesting that... Uh, uh, someone like uh, Wycliffe who was on the second one because uh, I got a bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of Fuji's vibes yeah, as well bit, coming yeah. from them because um, there were three of them, of course. But, um, yeah, it was, it's it's so interesting, you know, in terms of um, their background as well. Like, I was, try- I was trying to, like, f- like figure out, like, just, um, like, what the other two... Obviously, they did stuff. I'm not saying they didn't do anything, but it's just, like, outside of Black Eyed Peas. Like, uh, Taboo was supposed to have an album like last decade but that's that's just not, not happened um and apple does you know some philanthropic stuff um and hosts the and is a judge on the voice philippines edition but other than that it's like it's literally just black ips and that's it it's mm. so weird and um, the fact that 
is it? <laughs> not, 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 it's like I'm not saying Will I am's carrying because he's not, but um, it, on on the face of it, it just looks like Will I am and two other dudes. It's really odd, mm. um, but that's just in an overall sense. But in terms of the two albums, yeah, I mean, you know, I from from the years ago. Oh wait, sorry, the couple of days ago that I listened to it a few a few days ago, like. It's it's solid. I can't I can't really complain about it. Um, I wouldn't say you know some, you know low end theory, uh, Midnight Marauders kind of thing going on. It's it's really you know just a it's, it's a tier below that kind of work. But you know it's it's clearly it's clearly got the Tribe Blueprint, the Daylar Blueprint, the Native Tongues Blueprint, Jungle Brothers, whatever, etc. It's really got that blueprint. And you know I for one enjoy that kind of music. Of course, like I think Tribe's probably my most listened to group ever. But like. But um, yeah, I I don't mind I don't mind it. But of course, there wasn't there was you know a little bit of critical success on that front, but obviously not monetarily. But yeah, it's an interesting couple of albums. Um, I can't really complain about it. Uh, one thing I did notice, um, and I will <laughs> I'll mention now just for the just so I don't mention it uh, every single time because it does happen every single time. They, they they like to overstay their welcome on some songs. Like mm. some songs are just unnecessarily long, and uh, while I tolerated it on the first two albums, um, as the albums went on, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just uh, foreshadowing for the rest of this episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! Does the does the uh, does the length become an issue? <laughs> it's a big fucking issue. <laughs> It's interesting you mention uh, monetarily because, yeah, the first two albums were commercial flops. Behind the Front went 129, Bridging the Gap 67. Uh, Will I Am produced every track except two. BEP Empire was DJ Premier and Rap Song was Wyclef. So those are two uh, nice feathers to have in your cap. Nice. Now, in an interview with yep. Billboard this year, Will I Am spoke of a pretty obvious discomfort with the lack of success of those two albums. He said, and I quote, in the beginning, they didn't really fuck with Black Eyed Peas. We weren't hard enough. We weren't gangster enough. I want to make fantasy feel good. People travel the world music. Then he said in an interview on probably The Voice or it could be X Factor or one of those trash shows. Um, he complained that the yeah, album... Yeah, on The Voice. So okay, The Voice. So he, he complained that the albums weren't successes despite being received well critically. Now... Remember when I said that Will I Am is a default leader of the group? I found it ironic that if he was so perturbed by the response to the first album, then he would go ahead and make a second album almost identical. Like that, I found that weird because I feel like the first two albums are almost identical in nature, right down to the Macy Gray features. You know, they're they're standard <laughs> albums of the time. Like as Charlie said, I've got it written here. I mean, I didn't know if Charlie was going to come in here and say. <laughs> tribe Fuji's dealer but I've written it down like that's exactly what this kind of sounds like you know a looped beat three verses usually with Will I Am leading off I feel like he's the more vibrant MC on these records um not not they're not yeah. a, they're not superstars Taboo is the worst MC of the three he's the weakest but uh Will I Am's not bad you know on hot he's pretty decent like the media predator cuz I'll bust in your session and kick my own raps yes like I thought that was pretty cool but the problem is, because he's genuinely the most charismatic, I always felt like he set the vibe and the tone of the song. 
So um, on Lil Lil, Apple drops a great verse. Uh, he raps here, it's necessary for me to be accurate, exact in any angle plus immaculate. But Will I Am just cooled the track off with two mid verses at the start. So if you've gone through two garbage verses, you get to this fire verse by Apple and you're like, you already calmed down, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Kim Hill, who was the vocalist who I'll speak on in a second, she saw these records as pioneering, saying that happy at the time in hip-hop where it really wasn't okay to be happy. And I never really thought of it like that because I always because obviously I didn't listen to these albums when they dropped, so I was going back to them. And I always got these 80s throwback vibes, and I was reminded of plenty of acts who had already done that in their 80s. But in the late 90s, I can't think of too many happy acts, in inverted commas, that were charting. Not that BEP charted much, but I do understand why they wanted to change after this because they they were kind of just retreading ground that had already been done before they, they you know these are tracks that had already been laid before and i found that they actually did their best work with a female vocalist on the songs i don't know why it's almost as if their dynamic just suited having a woman on a track whether that's because their hooks were bad and it was better if someone else did it or their specific voices, which can blend in a little bit together when all three of them are rapping on a song, they stand out more starkly against female vocals. And I felt like Kim Hill was underutilized. Um, but I'll get into the Fergie era because, yeah, this is interesting. So, so Black Eyed Peas were never really a trio. Uh, Will I Am said, we've always been three guys and a girl. Now, Kim Hill was part of the group and performed a lot of backup vocals on the first two albums. She left the group, and her words when she left was so clutch. This is going to explain everything to you. Now, remember that prior to Fergie, Black Eyed Peas made feel-good music, and that, that's in the words of Will I Am. I didn't pick up a lot of, lot of misogyny. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up much misogyny. I caught pretty calm, happy vibes, mm-hmm. songs about love, socially yep. conscious tracks, songs mm-hmm. that placed women in prominent mm-hmm. roles and didn't reduce them to targets of objectification. I did not get that impression from their first two albums. Now, just quickly before I go on, did you get that impression, Charlie? Like, am I off po- on point there? No, I, th- oh, no, I think you... Um, yeah, I, th- I think it was very, very like, a, 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 a democratic of them in that sense of just, like, you know, they, they, they had another vote they had like a female there you know while they're not while she's not you know on the cover or you know on the bill she's still there sometimes and you know they they put them on so yeah okay you know their little content i don't really think it was that focused on that kind of stuff um so yeah you know in terms of that it's uh yeah it's just yes is is what it was and uh well let's uh let's hear what kim hill had to say so she said Here was new management now, so it's a whole different set of expectations and pressure. It just started to get clumsy and messy. You want me to grind on Will I Am in a bathing suit? That was being asked of me, never by the guys. That was happening from an executive level. The tug of war was about my sexuality and how much of that I was willing to literally strip down. I never wanted to be objectified while doing Mm. my music. Like, where's your voice? Where are you? Mm. Yeah, so... She basically blew the whole thing out of the water in this interview, saying that the label forced them to change their sound and that the others didn't really want to. But Kim Hill said that they had no choice because of their circumstances. Kim Hill said that she was in a privileged position where she could leave the the group 
and not have to engage in this, but the other two financially, or other three, sorry, financially needed to stay. Now, Nicole Scherzinger and Fergie, Nicole Scherzinger of Pussycat Dolls and Fergie auditioned on the same day. Fergie was chosen. Will I Am said it was Jimmy Iovine who chose <coughs> Fergie, the record label guy. Uh, and Taboo said from, this is Taboo's words, 1995 to 2003, we had built a ship. Fergie put a sail on it so we could sail to other waters. And to be fair, that's probably the hardest bar he's ever spat in his whole fucking career. Because <laughs> that shit was fire. I've never heard him ascend to that level again. Now, listen to this, okay? This is what I just wrote here. Attractive white female pop artist fronts non-threatening pop slash hip-hop trio. You do the math. And I did the fucking math for you. The Fergie era, seven years, four albums, only 15 charting singles, okay? They didn't go crazy and drop 10 singles off an album. Three number one songs, 750 billboard weeks. That's 14.4 cumulative years. So every week, Shit. at least two Black Eyed Peas releases were on the charts from 03 to 2010, 2011. 40 million RIAA certifications, including Diamond for I Got a Feeling, 305 worldwide top 10s, 305, whereas the love went number one in 16 countries. And in 2009, they spent 26 consecutive weeks, which is exactly half the year, at number one on the Hot 100 with Boom Boom Pow and I Got a Feeling. This is a record, never been repeated. They won 55 of the 86 major awards they were nominated for, six Grammys, and inexplicably, they won Best Pop Performance by a <laughs> duo or group with vocals for, and you fucking guessed it, My Humps. In case you needed... <laughs> An 8,457th reason to hate the fucking Grammys. All right, what, what, what were the... I have to ask. What were the, uh, what were the uh, other ones up? Because I need oh to... God, I need I don't some... Fuck. I don't you know carry on, hand. carry on, but I'll, I'll look it up. You Google it. I'll look no, it up, well, but carry on. Continue your things. I'll, I'll look Continue it up because I w- we're going to speak on the music and I want you to dive into Elefunk first. So that's just me setting up the Fergie era. Let's go, Charlie. Elefunk, what are your thoughts on this? I'll look up the uh, the the Grammy thing. Okay, you do. All right. So uh, this is this is the thing. Like I, I, I we there's a there's a uh, how, how what, what's the age gap for us? It's like uh, it's, it's you know it's it's not it's not that far. It's like eight years something like that. So you know, I want to preface that because I feel like. I, I'm I'm conflicted with the next with the next two eras right now because, like, w- especially with this one, like especially with Elefunk and Monkey Business, especially because when I listened to Elefunk this week, like I wasn't too perturbed by it, like I wasn't I wasn't like completely offended listening to it, um, <laughs> apart from the obviously the um, let's get <laughs> other other than that, oh. which uh, is. And another thing on that on that front, like it's so funny. I said this to Ben not yet last night. I was like, name a song where the clean version is literally miles better than the, uh, well, uh, I don't want to say dirty version, but yeah, I guess it is the dirty version in this sense. But let's get it started. Like the clean version is so much better. Like it actually sounds better if you listen to them both. But I don't know, I don't know why that's the, why that's the case. But it is what it is. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so I'm not. 
I'm not like completely offended like listening to this album. Um, I, I I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe nostalgia is like clouding me, but you know, there's there's some there's some it ain't bad for me. Like it isn't that bad. It's poppy as shit, and you know, it's, it's completely it's completely different from you know the part the two albums before. Like it's 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 a little bit night and day. But you know, from uh, but but actually, well, there you go. Let's let's get into this track this right quick. So like you know, the first few tracks are very just like let's get get on the dance floor, get dancing. That's basically what they're saying. Like in <laughs> several of the tracks, and then but now okay, now that I'm now that I'm remembering the track list and actually looking at it, okay, I'm I'm, I'm starting to understand why it it probably was nostalgia to be honest. Like there, there's a little bit of nostalgia of glasses on right now. Uh, but I really, I, I'm sorry. I, I really enjoy. Let's get it started. Like it's white as shit now these days, and I don't know any black person that would happily like pop this in the whip. But I enjoy. Let's get it started. I, I think it's just a great fucking uh, pop rap song. It's a great pop rap song. Um, where is the love? While it's been funny, and this is a, and this is another theme that will come up soon. Um, but they managed to kill their own fucking song again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, obviously bringing back Where's the Love. Um, that, that should not be named, but the original version was good and I enjoyed it when it officially came out. But you know, stuff with like Lang Girls, uh, the anxiety mm. track, uh, yeah, mm. yeah, that was just um, that was the, that was the start, that was the start, that was the beginning. That's when they were like, We can do anything, it's just mm. like, No, you can't do Latin Girls, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And that's another foreshadowing to a net to another album down the line. And this is the thing, it's just like, There's so much foreshadowing, <laughs> there's so much fucking foreshadowing. Yeah. It's actually stupid, it's stupid how much foreshadowing there is with this group. It's so creepy, it, it's like fucking, it's like the fucking Twilight Zone. Like, you think it's you think it happens once, but it happens over and over again, and you know. Just a hop on muggy business right quick, like that's probably their best album in my opinion, if we're doing that. I don't know if we are, but it's probably their best album. Um, you know, I I now this is definitely nostalgia glasses, right? I'm I'm just gonna say this fully. It's definitely nostalgia glasses, but I I still don't mind pumping. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna spin these on the regular rotation, right? Um it's twenty twenty, I'm not putting these on the regular rotation, okay? But I don't mind pump it. Don't fuck with my heart it was quite funny. My style is a is low key a jam. Like I think that was on the NBA Live oh, what is this oh five? So maybe NBA Live oh six when I had that on the PSP. I fucking love that song and I don't mind it now. It's 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 low key a decent song. Don't lie, it's not bad. Uh, yeah. Then it gets to my humps and then it just uh, then the, then the whole album just goes downhill. And that's another thing, another thing that's foreshadowing. Why do they front load every fucking album? <laughs> Yeah, they do that. It's so it just fucking gets front so loaded fucking every fucking time. Low tier like, it's like the, the first. End. Oh, like like it, the, the like the quality just did like the, 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 the another foreshadowing. Like they just they they just front load, and then there's like one song, and in this case, <laughs> it's kissed my arms. Like fuck you lot, it's shit. Like it's the most. It's it's so it, it's so shit. <laughs> What's so gonna shit. do with all that breast? So all shit. that breast inside um, that shirt. I'm gonna make 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 you work. Make you work work. Make you work. My oh fuck his chest. <laughs> Ugh, bro. And 
as a minor positive, the fact that they had James Brown on a feet on on a track, which um, I you know is is cool, and they do this thing where they have like people on that you know is genuinely respected and I genuinely respect, and but they're on this album or any of the other albums. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I is that is that uh, is that is that label power? Did they get like chained to the t- chained in the booth or something to do this? Did they get tortured? I'm I'm just, I just wonder how the hell they get these people, and then like uh, I don't know. That's the question that will never be answered. But yeah, uh, once it gets once it gets past don't lie, uh, the the collie just fucking nose dives, and I I can't understand it. I don't know why they and they do this every nearly every single time. But we'll get to the when we get to them. <laughs> But yeah, those are my thoughts on the no, other other two. I definitely have nostalgia glasses on. Excuse me. Um, not every song is horrible, but yeah, um, just looking back at them now, it's just like uh, it, it, it. I just have to give a bit of a sigh to most of it because uh, it's literally just eighty percent of just the same stuff, but they just recycle and it's so inauthentic. But yeah, what's your what's your thoughts about it, man? <laughs> Well, and what was what was my hopes? What was my hopes? What was the competition? Uh, yes. Please tell me. So the competition was, which is wild. Um, where am I? Two thousand seven. I will follow you into the dark by Death Cab for Cutie. Is it any wonder by Keen? Stick no, with you by the Pussycat Dolls no, and the one that should have won it. I mean, still uh, <laughs> almost a joke. Over my head, cable car by the Fray. What the fuck? How is Black Eyed Peas beating that? What the fuck? That okay, song. I've never heard any of those other songs. <laughs> oh well, I mean, this, see, this is this is this is the age difference. Like, this is this is my, this is me. I was nineteen, man, eighteen. Yeah, so this yeah, is yeah, fucking yeah, my yeah, era. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, that song was every <laughs> yeah. fucking where. Oh man. Anyway, anyway, I would speak on Funk and Monkey Business because yes, they. Uh, this is my era. This is my fucking era. This is like right in my wheelhouse. Now, Funk, Interesting album. Um, it has that shameless, disgustingly formulaic and crude music that would become the only weapon in their arsenal later in their career, uh, with like tracks like Hey Mama and as the aforementioned Latin girls and sexy, um, whereas the love is actually, I feel like it's a, a really great song and it perfectly married socially conscious hip hop with pop viability that could genuinely Yep. push systemic racism to the top of the to-do list for white people since that song was our anthem for years yep. white us us white people yep. love where is love you know it's a great track uh but unfortunately this is all we got at least overtly although i will speak on that in a second because will i am doesn't agree with that statement that i made but um i mean uh, is it let's get it started the original so- word we all know what the original word is on the same album so uh, just let that sink in for a second. Like, <laughs> I don't understand that. I, I don't know. It's like wearing a condom at the starter sex, and then you just take it off halfway through. It's like, like, cause, it, cause it, they're all complicit in this. So it's like you're at the start, and you're like, let's be safe, let's be responsible, mature. We'll wear a condom, and then halfway through, you're both like, let's take the condom off. You know, fuck it, don't worry about it. Like it's just like it's so stupid. It's so pointless. I don't understand why they do that. Um, even though Will I Am produces almost the whole album alone, uh, they can just never shake this stench of what I get is like that middle-aged, and this is a typical pop 
stereotype that has been reinforced for years by actual proof, okay? The middle-aged white person in a room writing pop songs that they can force Billboard to chart, okay? Like, Smells Like Funk is just so polished. Hands up, you could fucking eat off those off that brass. That's just like... Uh, <laughs> man, it's just so... And, and, and I fell for it back in the day. I love this album, man. Back in the day, I can't listen to it now, but... Uh, the the only redeeming song to me in hindsight is the Apple song, which is a really heartfelt meditation on where he came from and the harsh conditions that yeah. still face so many billions around the world. That wasn't full pop insanity, man. But like the thing that the thing that I want to say is when pop is introduced, the three of them rap terribly. They rap so badly, like they they just descend ten levels in their rapping ability. Um. None of them can do anything lyrical. Like, Will I Am on I'm on Sexy. I took your picture with one particular reason, and it's to capture your character. I like to sit and stare at you. Ain't nothing wrong with staring at you. Girl, don't get scared that I envisage us getting married. And I ain't no rush to nothing, because I ain't rushing. Like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, on release, he actually rapped well. You know, on, on release, he raps, Feel the power when I unla- unleash exact... There's no kind of ad, act tactics that can stop that. When I climax, I'm going to kick a hole in that. Sympathetic, non-poetic crap you call in a rap. And I might revitalize your cardiac. So you can realize the heart of rap recited by the black-eyed peas. I'm a Caesar. Like, that's actually bars. He's rapping about the same thing. Yeah. Ejaculating. And one is just garbage and one is bars. So then Monkey yeah. Business... Um, I mean, this is this is the this is fucking, bro. This is caucasity for us, man. We fucking adore this album. This is us. Like when I was listening to um, Monkey Business the other day with my parents, and uh, Don't Funk with My Heart came on, and my mum, who is a lovely sixty-year-old white woman, just was like, "This is my jam. Turn it up." You know, like, yeah. and that's not a net. It's not a. It's not a slight. It's not a criticism at all. We it just connected with our race. We fucking love this shit. My sister, the only rap album she ever bought is Monkey Business, and she bought it twice because she wore the first copy out. My my sister's an opera singer. She's not a big fan of hip hop, but she fucking loves this album, man. And the funniest song on the, in the whole Black Eyed Peas catalog is like that. Because there is zero fucking chance that Talib and Q-Tip would hop on a BEP song two years later. I don't know how they got them to I appear know. on this. Like, like, so that's the first angle to that. Secondly, Black Eyed Peas were always a lesser version of Tribe anyway. And Will I Am is clearly heavily influenced by Q-Tip. Thirdly, Will I Am and Apple both stepped their lyrical game up, proving to me that it is a conscious choice for them to rap like to have the IQs the size of monkeys on the rest of the album. And fourthly, Taboo just kind of comes in with a hype man verse, which I thought was pretty funny. But there's a lot of filler on this album, man. You know, Dumb Diddly, Feel It, Gonga. You're right. It drops off a cliff towards the end. And Fucking Dumb Diddly. The lows are terminal. The lows are absolutely terminal. I wrote here, Do What You Want is a glimpse into the lyrical crystal ball of the next two albums. It's like new metal... If it had erectile dysfunction, it's fucking pointless. And that's a bar better than anything any of these rappers spat on this album. Think about that. There's there's levels to it's fucking pointless. Okay? Think just just sit with that for a minute. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I can't say this is their best album because Masters of the Sun is their best album, but this was definitely the album that I felt the most connected to when I was oh, younger, yeah. and it's the album that I... You know, it's we all knew it in Australia. It was ma- I, I can't impress upon you how big Black Eyed Peas were in Australia. They were absolutely fucking massive. They were the biggest thing in the in Australia, bigger than any pop act. They were huge, and this album, everything that they, every single they dropped went fucking basically number one in Australia. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's that. And then we get to the end and the beginning. Charlie, you know, do you want to speak on these? Can I, can I, uh, so, so it's funny that you say, uh, Australia absolutely, uh, loves Monkey Business, and, uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take back, uh, Monkey Business' best album, I, t- I totally forgot about, <laughs> I totally forgot about the Masters. Yeah, like, I, 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 I just said that, honestly, because, like, I enjoy, I, I enjoy the highs, but the lows are obviously terrible, and we'll get to the Masters, um, in a bit, but, yeah, it's just, um... Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, but the, f- the funny thing is that you mentioned Australia because uh, so I needed I needed some help. Like I needed just some like some outside con some outside thoughts of just like what do people think of the end like now? So I was so I looked up a I was looking up just, a, you know, like the end review, like on YouTube, right? just trying to find something. Um, and I found one called uh, from Mike the Sna- uh, Mike the Snare. Um, shout to shout to him. And uh, he did a uh, Black Eyed Peas is the end ten years uh, later, which is obviously uh, very recent. And um, you know he's I, I don't know his age, but he seems around my age to be honest. Um, and uh, he he was talking about it, and I was just like, huh, interesting. And he gave us a little tidbit. Um, about uh, he about how Will I Am was uh, at that point doing having like a, trying to start an acting career and was in uh, X Men uh, Origins Wolverine, and they were filming in Australia, and at that point, before before doing the end and all of that stuff, uh, he went to Australian clubs uh, often and was very into the music they were they were spinning. Okay, so. Congratulations, Ben. Your country is single-handedly responsible for the end and the beginning. Let's clap it up for Ben. Let's clap it up for Ben. Let's clap it up for Ben in Australia. Let's clap. And it was, you know what? This was this was when I was clubbing too. This is exactly when I was clubbing. So fucking yeah. Put it on me, man. Put it directly on me. This was my era. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, So, with that said, um. Funny enough, uh, this is also uh, where, as where Elephant Kamaki Business was in uh, Bensville House. Uh, the end, the end especially, not the beginning, uh, but the end especially as an album yeah, and obviously the singles that came out of it was in my wheelhouse. So at this point, and a little bit of a, just a background of where I was at, at this point. So at this point in my life, um, I was for some reason um, constantly on music channels. Um, watching music videos um, for whatever reason, because it was just the only thing, the only way I could get music at that point. I um, that like I didn't get an iPod Touch. Remember those? Um, until like a couple of years later, then I could actually like you know go on iTunes and ask my sister, "Can I buy this?" Because it was always on her account. Because I just gave her the money for it. But anyway, um, so yeah. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, boom boom pow. I got a feeling I'm a B, maybe halfway. These were always on, always on mm. in my brain. Okay, 
And when I got the iPod Touch, I watched them even more so at any time I wanted on YouTube. All right, I watched them consistently. Okay, so the end was pound for pound, always in my brain at that point when I was younger. And uh, always in my peers' brain as well, because we were all spinning that, all right? So, I say all that to say, after listening to it this week, I hate my past self. Um, I wish I could neuralize my brain for that particular two years. And uh, apart from Meet Me Halfway, which I have fond memories of, um, the rest I I just can't do anymore. I, I, I literally can't. Like, why, again, again, why are they so, why is every track so long? Like, every, every track goes a minute, even two minutes some for some songs, longer than they should be. And the funny, funniest thing about this album, the funniest thing, and not even about the album itself, but the deluxe edition. If you guys go on the deluxe edition of The End, or The Energy Never Dies, if you go on that, they just so happen to unbuckle their belts as a collective, kneel or or squat over their past work, and manage to shit all over it. So if you go listen to Pump It Harder, let's get restarted, shut the (laughs) funk up, and don't funk around, any of those tracks, if you go listen to those, they manage to shit all over their previous hits, which, as we've already gleaned, were not even that great to begin with. But they just so happen to remix their own shit and just completely take a deuce all over them. <laughs> it's actually astounding how these people just had the freedom to do all of this. I kind of admire it. I, it's so weird. I... I I I hate I hate this I hate this album with a passion now, but for some reason I have such a a low key respect for it because I admire the freedom that they were given to do this album. They had so much freedom; it's actually sickening. I wish I had this type of creative freedom to do stuff. It would be such a marvel in my life if I was uh, if someone gave me the keys to say Charlie. Do whatever the fuck you like. I would be crying on the floor as they gave me the keys. But for these guys, I can't. I can't. Bro, Ringling is the worst song of all time. Like, I, I, I can't. I can't. I'm just going to. You know what? I'm just going to. I'm not even going to edit this bit, but I'm just going to look up the lyrics to Ringling just so you can guys. So you guys can listen to me. Doing the fucking hook for these for the for this song, and another thing, as I look it up on Genius, right quick, they 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 repeat their hooks at least two times longer than they should. Always, always. they hook they they throw in their hooks at every possible moment in the song. They don't give a shit about music theory at all. But anyway, <clears throat> my phone go ring a ling, ring a ling. Ring-a-ling, 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 <laughs> ring-a-ring, ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> then the girls want... <laughs> diggling, 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 diggling. <laughs> dang, dang-a-dang. Dang, dang-a-lang. My phone go ring-a-ling, 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 ring-a-ling. 
Hello, hello, hello. Because the girls want diggly, 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 dang, dang a lang. I fucking hate this album, but I also low key respect it in some way because they went to such heights, such stratospheric heights that I can't hate it on it. And I can't hate on the creative freedom that they were given. And they really rode that electric, uh, that, that EDM wave that was really, the, really the shit for those, you know, from twenty, from two thousand nine to two thousand and maybe fourteen. I should know. I was in that wave. I was listening to those. I was listening to Dead Mouse. I was listening to Full On Drum and Bass. All of that. Tiesto. All of that. But fucking hell, listening to this retroactively. And I know I've spent like 10 minutes shitting on this album and I haven't even gotten to the beginning because I just don't recognise it as an album, to be honest. I just don't care. I just don't care. The beginning is nothing to me. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to make it all worse for everyone right now because I just... The only... Con- the only concrete thing I wrote down about this album before I just go off the top of the head because I can't say much more than Charlie just said, but um, Will I Am said this about the end and the beginning, and I quote him, and I can't believe I'm quoting him, but at the same time I listened to the end and the beginning, so this is this is, I mean, it, it's on brand. He says, like when we did the end and that party album, that's because the world felt like a party. In 2008, when no one, end of 2007, no one thought Obama could be president. And I did a song called Yes We Can that helped him got elected. And so when that happened, we celebrated. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> we never would have written I Got a Feeling if we weren't in the center of a ginormous change fuck. in America. And off. Oprah told us, she said to me, I Got a Feeling helped change the course of America and that's true to a lot of people. And we were no, in the center of no. all that change, all that love. And the result no, was, no. I got a feeling. You know, just celebrating no. optimism and what's possible. <laughs> that is... That is blasphemy. <laughs> that is actually blasphemy. Did bro just take credit for Obama getting elected? Oh, oh my gosh, bro! If you said Jay Z, like if you said Jay Z, Diddy, any of those guys, right? If you if you said those people, you know the people that were you know on the stage with Obama, like like that's concrete. Oh, I can dead, totally bro. vibe with that, right? What the Bros fuck? took credit for that. <laughs> oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm stressed. Shit. I mean, Jay Z said. Um, Jay Z said. Jay Z said a small part of the reason that the president's black. I told him I got him when he hit me on the jack. That that's a small part of the reason, and he probably played a big part. And this guy's like, oh, and Oprah said, oh, bro, fuck. Um, I'm I'm out. I'm I'm just I'm shocked at the at. at <laughs> I'm speechless at how bad these albums are. These are the worst two albums ever released in mainstream history. Uh, The beginning sounds like a social experiment where the Black Eyed Peas had full frontal lobotomies and then try to create an album after having a lobotomy. And that's what 
resulted. There is, the I think, the third track from the end um, of the beginning. Uh, they redid the first song of Paid in Full, the beat. And Ferg, uh, I, I, I'm speechless that they they no, thought... Do It Like This was, yeah, Do It Like This was Yerrick Bimra Kim. And I think it was Light Up the Night that did a Slick Rick's children's story. Those, those were the two. Those are the two. So, so let's recap. You know, just look. Just let's just let's just go back in this vacuum right quick. So, so they 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 shat on their own songs on one album, and then the completely next one they started to shit on other people's uh, beats uh, with this electronic abomination. Yeah, you know, I. I that's why I don't recognise the beginning as anything. I, I, I can't. Can we just go to Master of the Sun? Because, like, there's actually an album that's actually worth talking about. Because I, 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 I just can't do I, this anymore. I, I can't. I, just, I, I don't um, know how long I spent talking about the end. But, yeah. Continue. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Yeah, these are the worst. Th- and I, this is no, not hyperbole. I came into this remembering the end quite, <sighs> not fondly, but it was big. And I re-listened, and these are genuinely the worst two albums ever released in mainstream history. I, I've listened to a lot of music. There's nothing worse than these. The beginning, especially, is there. It's it is just there's nothing. I don't know. I can't. Anyway, so post Fergie, um, Fergie left the began the band after the beginning uh, in order to focus on being a mother to her son Axel. Well, I and this this was uh, that she didn't depart till twenty eighteen. So this was what seven eight years after um, after yeah the abomination that was the beginning. Uh, for William said we love her. She's focusing on being a mum. That's a hard job, and that's what she really wants to do. It's really the way Fergie designed it. So we're respecting her design. We love Fergie. We don't want anything but awesomeness for her and of course Will Am would say the word awesomeness he must have been 40 when he said that when he used the word awesomeness but um, you can probably tell now I'm losing steam here and interest in their story I'm really uh, anyway I'll continue um, everything the Black Eyed Peas did after the beginning is by the numbers for a shameless lack of morals pop act they performed the Super Bowl halftime show. They announced the hiatus via social media. They appeared on mainstream breakfast television. They released a song called Awesome, and then they got that song in the NBA playoff commercials. They redid Where Is The Love and credited it as Black Eyed Peas featuring The World. They performed uh. at the opening ceremony of the 2017 UEFA Champions League. They're all over The Voice. Um, I will shout out Taboo though. He fought and beat testicular cancer during this time. That is legendary. They dropped Master of the Sun in 2018 and it is by far their best album. I can't believe it took them 18 years to evolve one, like, six months of evolution. Like, every week we come on here with retrospectives and we talk about the evolution of the artists that we are retrospectively looking at. And... The Black Eyed Peas dropped their last four out of ten album, five out of ten album in the year 2000. And 2018, they dropped a seven out of ten. So that's 18 years they waited to increase their skill level. Um, But every beat on here is solid. 
uh, it only, it just, they, they try, they, they're so close to towing the line to that electro-pop clash bullshit. Like, dopeness gets close, Wings gets close. Um, the thing about Wings is, that's proof of what I've been saying this whole time. Every time they get a female singer on a pop track, <coughs> their lyrics <coughs> have about as much quality as an Australian rap album. Uh, it's just garbage. It's like when you're younger and you're uh, you're with a group of guys and a couple of beautiful women walk past and they all try to outdo each other to impress them. And I assume that Black Eyed Peas think that women like to be objectified and that their intelligence level is that of a slow gnat because the bars they deliver on this track are worthy of the reverse Pulitzer, whatever that is. I don't know what that is, but um, I've got receipts, of course. Um, OD, when I rock your body all night. Overtime, girl, we go OT. You love my DIC, what you like. Double tap when I saw you on site. You put me in a spell. Check you're my type. You're the kind of chick I like. Yeah, you're the kind of chick I like. Yeah. So that's fucking... But outside of that, it's, I, I like this album, uh, album a lot. You know, it ties socially conscious rap in the upward-focused energy and vibe that they they have. Uh, I think that Will I Am spits what his his best verse on street living. It's a scrunch up your face, fire and deep, emotional. Um, it's a touch point for the whole album. Then Apple also drops some fire. He raps, if you're ivory, they treat you different. If you're ebony, they assume your temperament will be vigilant and they call you militant and you'll get shot and they'll say the incident is cause you're belligerent. What a coincidence. Born and bred, but you're still an immigrant. You know that this is a this is a genuine hip hop album, but in no way does this wash away the sins of their past. It's just not possible to to get back from there. But we can enjoy this album in uh, just in isolation. It's a great album, you know, apart from wings. I just can't I can't I can't I can't take it out, like obviously, like as in a, in in its own right, is you know it's, it's good, right? It's 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 fine, um, you know, so it's okay. But I I can't I I can't separate myself. It's it's so impossible. You can't, and the 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 it feels like a slap in the face, honestly. Like when you put a fucking yeah. Fife and Ali Shahi Muhammad yeah. Yeah. like on a track, I feel like they're mocking me. <laughs> Like you could have done this your whole a career, but fan. You, I feel you like they're mocking this. me. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like, like yeah. Oh, if you if you had these people, like if you if you could get these people on, like uh, I know why I know the answer, but I, I just I just hate it. I just I just hate the fact that it's not until now or, or 2018 in this case in the timeline that you just decided to do this. It's just it pisses me off. Like you, you, you were clearly inspired by Tribe, and you did it for the first two albums, and then you just went, "All right, fuck that." <laughs> it's so it's fucking frustrated. As a hip hop fan, it feels like a slap in the face. It actually does. Like you, you doing half decent hip hop music. You, you can do bars as Ben already references. You can do this. You just mm. decide not to, and it feel it feels like a slap in the face. So you. you and it, and you know I get it right. Pop was it, you know, for the for until twenty fourteen. Pop was it from from twenty fourteen all the way back to however fucking long you want to go to, right? Um, from when it's from when it started being a thing. But like you know, in the years that they've been, you know, from Elephant Con onwards, I understand, right? 
pop was the vibe and you you went with that vibe fine right but you but you didn't have to you really didn't have to i get it not to that level i get it right if you wanted that success you wanted that success but bro like you didn't have to go that hard (laughs) and not in a good way like i know that you know you don't have to go that hard bro like i'm not saying that in a positive way you didn't have to fucking sell yourself it's sell out it's it's sell out music i'm not gonna lie it's 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 low-key sell out music high key is sell out music and it's not low-key like it's it's sell out music like while i enjoy some songs in retrospect like a lot of them just has aged like fucking ghost cheese man it's and it's aged like ghost cheese bro i can't do it i can't do it and then you get to translation which is literally Back to fucking normal. Oh my mm. god! And the fact that I called it normal is the problem. You Latin reggaeton is the shit right now. It's not shit for me, but it's the shit for the pop charts right now. And you just did it. Oh, I can't. I can't understand. And I'm gonna consider this my final thoughts because I can't do this anymore. Like <laughs> you, 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 you had, you had it. You can do it. You just decided not to because hip-hop wasn't the shit. And you decided to do it for one album in 2018. And then you just went straight back to to the same old, like, just hopping onto the next shit. And it's funny, I want to mention that taboo bit that you said, obviously, before with Fergie. Like, they literally just sailed to wherever's popping. And, you know, again, in some fashion, credit to them. Because they were on top of the world at some point. Like, they did it. Like, at least, if, if you're going to do it, fucking do it the best. I respect that, right? In some fashion, I respect that. Mm. But as a hip-hop fan, and this is a hip-hop podcast, so I'll finish on that. Like, it's a slap in the face. <laughs> it's a genuine slap in the face. Like, I'm not saying the two albums were great. You know, they were okay. They were solid. You know, they were, they were decent. But I feel like you, you you had the opportunity, but you just decided to just go all in with the pop thing. And, uh, you know, while I understand it, it just makes me sigh. And uh, and it's just so funny that the, the music of my youth was literally their worst music. And I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I might have to take an identity cleanse after this, honestly, because it's just like, oh. Why? Why that album? Why that album? But anyway, you can talk about translation if you like. But I'm done. I'm, I'm done. gonna, I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna Finito. make everything worse. I'm gonna make everything worse. Um. So you can't. Well, it's impossible. Can't. No, you wait. Just wait. Just wait. I still can't believe they're trying to dress shit like translation up in a deep meaning. So, black. Eye, I don't even want to read this. Black Eyed Peas said. With all the negativity, panic, pain, stress, and confusion, we think some sunshine and joy can lift people's spirits. Oh, my God. Jay-Z said it. No, no, it gets worse. It gets worse than this. That's that's a primer. Why? Now, Jay-Z said it best. You are not deep. You made your bed. Now, sleep. Now, this this album is Latin pop as if it were made by a preschooler on the equipment they found in the communal sand pit. Like, it's... I'm so disappointed in this group. Like, this is the worst group in the history of music, in my view. I don't think there's a worse group in mainstream music 
And if you don't believe me, go listen to the end and the beginning because you haven't listened to them yet. If you don't, if you if you think I'm being exaggerating, there, this is it's just so disappointing, man. That's all I have to say on that. Well, we should leave it on that, and uh, we hop in straight into a lighter note. And uh, I think Ben has something for that, so uh, <laughs> keep that energy. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> See that's so the problem. When I get angry and and passionate, I uh, I don't know, I just start just going off. And uh, I'm I'm sorry for the negativity this week, guys. I really am. But um, it just uh, I didn't expect that episode to go in that direction. But hey, it did. So whatever. Um, yeah, I was interested about this one because Dr. Dre and Kanye are doing possibly a project together, and and Joe Bun podcast went on a bit of a rant themselves about. Who has the better legacies, Dr. Dre or Kanye West? And uh, yeah, I found it. I found it fascinating. I found their discussion fascinating. Often, I find their discussions impossible to listen to because they dig trenches and they never leave. They just like dig trenches, and they're so far away from each other. These trenches that they're just yelling at each other from the other side of the battlefield. They're not even taking shots, really. And uh, but I'm not really sure, like how to approach something like that and and it's more of an existential question is firstly does it even matter like what why do we care so much about these about these comparisons that's what i've always wondered why do we even give a fuck why are we even comparing dr dre and kanye but everyone fucking does it man everyone does these comparisons all the time and secondly how do you even approach something like that how is it even possible to do that because yeah i I don't know. I, I don't know. I just had some thoughts on that. And um, also with regards to an album of them dropping together, I don't know how that would sound. I think that they both have vi- like very divergent sounds. Um, I, d- I don't know. I think Kanye, uh, Dr. Dre is like perfectly curated. Uh, there's no note out of place. There's nothing out of place. Nothing sloppy. Nothing's messy. Everything is perfect and precise, almost computer-like. Kanye West is the exact opposite. It's loud, it's grandiose, it's uh, sprawling, it's, you know, listen to Life of Pablo, it's all over the place. And so, I don't know, Charlie, what do you think about all that? Um, well, I think an album be interesting, uh, just in terms of, like, who they could get on. <laughs> like, the amount of people they have on speed dial is actually crazy to think about. For real? But, uh, yeah, I... I, I, in terms of comparison, I mean, like you know, this is what it is. It's the, you know, we didn't we didn't discuss it in depth because we already did to, to death in terms of uh, um, uh, the no name and the J Cole and them because you know, see, people were just dipping back into you know hip hop bullshit is what I call it because or rap bullshit because it's pe- it's just chat that has nothing to do with anything and people just want to have those conversations and. It, you know, gets people talking, and you know, this is the same thing in terms of comparison. Like, I, I don't really care. You know, it's just like, um, I personally would say Dr. Dre, but you know, I just, I don't care to argue. You know what I mean? Like, you like who you like at this point. I mean, I'm not exactly one of those. I, I don't really care any anymore in, in that in that kind of. A, there's bigger fish to fry in terms of that convers- in terms of what to conversate about, you know what I mean? Like I'd like to yeah. have an existential conversation about, you know, hip hop in general. Let's have that, you know what I mean? But we can't because um algorithm. <laughs> we can't because um it doesn't get people angry in some aspect or yeah. or overtly positive like 
oh, this tweet's a W, this tweet's an L. Like it doesn't, yeah. it, won't, it won't get any, it won't get people talking that fashion unless they want to deliver several threads. So you know, it is what it is. Um, but you know, I'm, I'll be, I'll be down for a project. Why not? I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> It's trying, can't you? Like, why? Why would you not be interested in that kind of thing? My thing is, is just like, uh, how will that work if they were in the same room together? Like, because um, clearly, um, Kanye's not, you know, a perfectionist in the same sense that Dr. Dre is, which in Dre's case is very literal. Um, literally, everything has to be on point. Um, and Kanye doesn't mind like letting you know a few things loose here and there. So. I'm wondering, like, are they just going to do, like, I don't know, seven tracks each and then just, you know, go one by one? Or are they actually going to co-produce it all? Those are my questions, personally, in terms of just how they're going to work. But, uh, yeah, man. It's, uh... I, I, I just don't care for those conversations anymore, honestly. It's just, like, I'll say my opinion on it, but I'm not going to have a fucking Twitter beef over it, you know what I mean? It's just not it anymore. We're bigger than that, That's we're bigger than that. That's, that's one of the reasons, like, you guys have probably noticed that I've pulled way back from social media, and uh, I'm not going to be big on social media for a while, because I just can't, I can't do it, you know, it, it genuinely feels like I'm just posting the same content every day, and I'm not, and but it's the same, I'm having the same discussions every day, and... <sighs> It's just not progressing, you know, it's just quite superficial and I'm just getting really disappointed in, in the discussions I'm having. My DMs are great. I'm having great DM conversations with people. But it's the same, like, um, it's the same in so many parts of life. I'm not singling out hip-hop Twitter at all. It's like even dating, like my friend is back on dating apps and she's just like, I've been on dating apps now for four years and it's always the same. Like 99% of the people I talk to are just superficial. They they ask, how was your weekend? Or what did you get up? Like, it's just feels like you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And I agree with her, you know, dating apps are the same. Like, it, I don't know, it's just boring to me. And yeah, that's why I've taken a step back from social media and probably will stay off social media for a while. I don't know what my next step is going to be, but probably doing a lot more research for these podcasts and then coming in here with some fucking crazy takes about black eyed peas maybe i don't know but yeah anyway that i thought it would be interesting um i don't know how um i don't know what i would have wanted this album in like oh five i don't know that i really need it in 2020 to be 100 percent honest i I have no idea what it's going to sound like i don't have much hype over it i i didn't particularly like compton by Dre, I felt like it was mixed oh. weirdly, um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just wasn't up to the standard of his previous two albums, and uh, obviously, Jesus is King. We we have no idea where Kanye is going to go next, so it could be it could be left, it could be right, it could be down the middle. I I don't know. So I don't know, man. I'd be interested to check it out and see what it sounds like, but at the same time, it's like every every album Kanye drops that's kind of mid it just gives people an excuse to just rewrite history and say that he wasn't influential and wasn't one of the most important artists and that just i hate those conversations too i'm like you guys weren't outside when fucking college dropout hit like that shit is amazing so yeah i don't know anyway that's just me i'm I'm in a very nihilistic mood this week very very down very dark i apologize for my uh my negativity this week. Jesus Christ, this is going to be one of our darkest episodes. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Oh <laughs> dear. Like I'm sorry, laugh, people. Right? I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I've like enjoyed this in some fashion. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just... gonna listen back and just be like, Ben, just calm down, bro. Stop attacking poor Will. I am. Will. I am's just trying to put out peace and love and positivity. And here I am in my room alone with my candles lit, just going ballistic on him. It's just not fair. It's not. F- Where is the love? Where is the love, man? Fuck. <laughs> it's not here. Not here. Ah. <sighs> need to work on your satire a bit more. Uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth Film Podcast Network, this has been Digging Digits. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I have been Charlie Taylor of The Fifth Element. I've been Ben Carter for Pop Numbers. We hope you all have a good week. Stop going to the fucking beaches, you pricks. <laughs> there are, oh, there is the worst subset of people are British people that yeah, go to the beach. They're yeah. always scum. Constant scum. Hate you all. I actually despise yeah. you all. We're, we we low-key do not deserve a vaccine. I hope I actually hope we don't get one just to teach you a lot of lessons, no. to be honest. But Maybe. apart from that, but no, no fuck it. No, you know, um, you want to get nihilistic? Let's go nihilistic. Fuck you lot. No, you don't deserve a vaccine. You lot don't deserve it. You literally don't deserve it. I start dating again, man. Fuck. <laughs> I can't be sick. I can't be single during Stay single shit. forever. Need, we need a fucking... <laughs> We need a fucking vaccine, bro. I need to get back out of this. Ben, you're, yeah, anyway, ben, I understand. You were you were gonna you were gonna sit there and stay single because these fuckers don't deserve a fucking vaccine. All right, this is re- this uh, is yeah. fucking punishment from the universe coming through right now. All right, this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, hope you all have a good week. We shall always try and do the same. Until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging Inner Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for this show is Peace and Video Games by Bonus Points. Thanks to Joe Records for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and Joe Records will be in the full show notes wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us. We shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits. <laughs>